police in the morning. Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today is Daniel Young. Dan is a director and producer of, for the f- production company Viral Films UK. And he's here to talk about his short film, Run, as well as his company and other projects that they're working on. Dan, welcome to our show. Hey, thank you for having me on. Oh, Thanks for coming. Great to have you. No worries. <laughs> so what inspired you to become a filmmaker? Okay, I mean, that's kind of a long story, so I'll try and give you the short version if possible. I kind of grew up in a small town in the east of England where there was pretty much nothing to do. Um, And so we'd watch a lot of movies uh, in my household. And it was kind of around the time, I guess, that the format wars were going on and, you know, Betamax lost out. Um, My dad happened to buy a lot of Betamax tapes from... Um, our local library because they were getting rid of them I remember he came home with uh, crates filled with Betamax tapes and so basically for whatever reason it was about 70% of those were horror films and that became something that sort of got me hooked really I mean um, it's not that not saying that my parents were shitty parents or anything there probably wasn't as much sort of uh, monitoring of what I was sort of my intake of films were than they should have been. Um, so growing up in the eighties, I got to watch all the sort of classics and stuff from around that time. And at such a young age, you know, it gave me nightmares, obviously, but like I kind of got used to it. And I think I don't know whether it was kind of a result of the, you know that but we had a lot of books in the house as well relating to filmmaking and special effects and things like that. And looking through those and reading those, it kind of made me realise that there's all this other stuff that happens on the other side of the camera. Uh, it's not just stuff that happens in front of it. And once I kind of realised, you know, there's all this cool stuff happening behind the scenes kind of thing, that, that kind of got me interested in it. And so from a really young age, I think I kind of always wanted to make films. Um, it sounds kind of weird, but there was an interest there from quite a young age and like i said growing up watching a lot of kind of horror movies and stuff stuff i probably shouldn't have been watching it kind of facilitated that quite heavily could you tell us a little bit about your company viral films uk yeah i mean we are a very small i mean by very small i mean a handful of people really we make kind of very very low budget but reasonably high concept films uh, short films at the moment we don't have an awful lot out there run which we'll talk about in a minute is kind of our first major production you know everything leading up to that has been kind of a lot smaller in comparison kind of more concept based whereas run is kind of more a narrative project for us and yeah i mean at the moment we were sort of producing mostly horror films or sort of horror mixed with other genres we are you know hopefully going to do other things in the future maybe not so horror based but for now that's kind of that's where our interests lie why don't you tell us a bit about your short film run what was the general plot and ideas behind it when you guys started working on it the way run came about was it was a, a thing of necessity really um we were writing another script a few other scripts actually and we kind of spent a few years just developing the scripts and the idea was that we were going to sort of write something very simple that was going to be very easy and quick to shoot 
And because we spent so long on it and because we had so many awesome ideas for these other scripts, they became massive productions that were just going to be too difficult to film and cost too much. So we said, well, we're not going to get anywhere with these. It's taken two years already. We need something we can shoot. We were kind of getting that kind of itch to, to get something out there. Um, and so we kind of put everything else on the shelf and... Our writer, uh, James, he, he came up with the idea, really simple idea for Run. Basically, it's about a teenage girl called Suzanne who one night comes into contact with a supernatural being uh, that tries to possess her. And the only thing she can really do is, is run from it. And it was really, really, really simple script. The first draft, it was it was very bare bones. Um, it was literally just kind of an idea. There wasn't as much narrative um, as it ended up. I think we did sort of four or five or six maybe different drafts that have sort of led us to where we are now and to what we shot. Um, and a lot of that evolved through um, us doing an Indiegogo campaign for that and more and more people coming on board, us hiring actors that, were really good and we didn't want to waste their talents on a script that had them doing very little so yeah i mean it, it turned out in some ways a bigger project than we initially expected it to be but for the better i think yeah the quality in run was really good for a low bud film i was really impressed plenty of blood but it's done appropriately it doesn't nothing's really done in excess and like you said it's very narratively driven which is really cool to watch no, thank you very much. I think we wanted to kind of really hit the ground running with this. You'd be surprised at how little we actually spent because, like I said, we did an Indiegogo campaign and I believe our IMDB states that the budget was supposed to be a grand, a thousand pounds. And I think in the end, we only raised something around 200 through the Indiegogo campaign and then we kind of put our hands in our pockets for whatever the rest would be. But I think in total, it really only cost about 500 and... You know, so half the actual ideal budget. So we did have to cut a lot of corners, but we still wanted to produce something high quality. And as far as the blood goes, I actually pushed for a lot more gore in the film. But um, again, because of budget and because of being restricted like that, it was tricky, especially with the locations. We were kind of calling in a lot of favours and using friends of friends places to, to film at. And so we couldn't really splash around too much kind of fake blood which we, we ideally would have liked to so we've we had to use a lot more vfx and stuff in the film than we originally intended to so that's again a whole list of other issues we had there but originally i think there was a draft of the script that was a lot darker and a lot more gorier and i think because we knew we weren't going to have all the money that we really wanted for to, to make it you know the kind of film we wanted we had to strip a lot of things back and sacrifice a few things and I think some of the Goyer elements were, were actually, yeah, some of the things that we had to lose. What would you say is the most unique aspect of Run? There are a couple of unique elements, I would say, mainly the actual creature itself. The design of the creature, I think, is very unique. And kind of the, the music, the score that Adam did, it's got sort of elements of 80s horror, but it's sort of his own take on it as well. Other than that, we pay a lot of homage to... The, those kinds of movies, 70s, 80s horror movies and grindhouse cinema. So as far as uniqueness goes, we borrowed a lot of stuff from from other sort of films and, and things that we've been influenced and inspired by. Um, so there are a few, I guess, unique elements to it. But yeah, other than that, we, we kind of riffed off of the sort of films we grew up watching. 
what qualities do you think make a great film? And could you give us some examples of films that you would consider great? Well, we could talk all day about this one. So again, I'll try and keep it short for you guys. But I mean, I think the most important thing really is the story. I mean, that's something we try and do is at least have a good story um, behind it and a good script, good writing. It's the foundation of, of everything. You know, without that, you're kind of screwed, really. I mean, everything else comes kind of secondary to it because, you know, without that script, you've, you've got nothing to go from. And, you know, obviously good cinematography, directing, editing, music, sound design, that kind of stuff. It's all great. But if you don't have, you know, if you don't have that script in place, and you know, to begin with, it's you've got no chance. I also think sound design, I know I sort of briefly mentioned it there, but it's something that's overlooked quite heavily in these kinds of films, like really amateurish, sort of very, very low budget short films. Um, I think sound design is often overlooked quite quite a lot. And, and it's amazing what you can do with, with good sound design. And, you know, it can make up, I mean, I'm not saying it should, but it can make up for bad visuals or things happening off screen. You know, it can really sell certain effects and things as well just having good sound as far as films yeah i mean i could talk a day about movies i mean like i said growing up in the 80s watching a lot of the kind of classic 80s stuff a lot of slasher films george romero argento you know you name it i mean i'm inspired by all that kind of stuff um i think to get into sort of more specifics really from an acting and drama perspective i think shane meadows movies you can't really fault um, films like This Is England, uh, Dead Man's Shoes, A Room for Romeo Brass, you know, films like that. And I don't know if you guys have seen a film called The Seasoning House. That's an extremely well-acted film. And essentially the, the, the main character in that is a girl who she can't talk. So she has to emote everything, you know, it must have been a pretty tricky film to sort of to, to shoot. And, you know, that's a film that I go to time and time again, just kind of it's an interesting way to tell a story when your main character can't actually talk. But again, I find like little things about certain movies are, you know, inspire me or I find particularly good. I find there are very few films that I would say are, are perfect or my favorite film. I think probably my favorite movie from the eighties, eighties horror is probably Hellraiser. Reason being it's kind of like a, I describe it as kind of a beautiful nightmare, if that makes sense. But it's kind of like the the world that Clive Barker created. It's a fully realised world, and even sort of the background characters. They have there's so much attention to detail. I mean, I don't think you can fault that movie too much. Um, sort of more recently, I think movies like. I say more recently, films like Seven, David Fincher's Seven, I think is probably the closest you'll get to a near-perfect film, in my opinion. On every level, atmosphere, tension, you know, acting, you know, there's a, there's a lot of even good cinematography, good sound design. That movie's got a lot going for it, I think. And, I mean, there's, a, there's tons more. I could talk all day about films, so you probably picked the wrong person for this. <laughs> no, it's good. We love hearing, um, having these kind of discussions. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's... Um, it's pretty much all I do when I'm not making films is just talk about films. So Keep on the right show, that's for sure. <laughs> what philosophies or beliefs, if any, do you follow when creating film that you believe are integral to the filmmaking process? There's a few, quite a few things I think you can't do without. It pays to plan, to really plan everything out, every aspect of it. I mean, if you're serious about it and you want to make something good, you've got to plan it. 
Um, you've got to work collaboratively with people. I find that's the only way to really get things done, to get things done efficiently. Otherwise, everything's off your own back, and it's it's a lot. I mean, filmmaking is really difficult, and there's so many little elements to it that all have to come together at the right time and all perfectly for everything to go right. And, you know, it's some, not something that one person themselves can really uh, pull off. So to work working collaboratively with people is you know, important having their ideas, getting other, you know, opinions on board, I think is extremely valuable. Um, again, back to the planning aspect, you also have to prepare for things that go wrong um, and have some kind of a backup plan, really, because, you know, you, you do have to do a lot of problem solving on set. And, you know, it is one of those things where with Run, especially, we storyboarded so much stuff that didn't actually get shot because, we were very restricted with time, with people's schedules, and we were shooting ridiculous times until like four in the morning, maybe nearly five in the morning, um, when the sun would come up and then we'd have to stop shooting because we just didn't have any more nighttime left. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's again, because we had so little time and so many little things kind of went wrong, we did have to cut a lot of what we were shooting and dumb it down a little bit i hate to say but there were a lot more shots i wanted in the film and they just didn't make it because we just didn't have the time to shoot half of it um other than that yeah i mean it's it is it's 90 percent problem solving really filmmaking in a way (laughs) what advice would you give to anyone trying to make their own independent film it depends on sort of what sort of you're looking at. I mean, if, uh, if you want to be a filmmaker, film filmmaking is a is a fairly general term. But from a I guess a director's uh, standpoint, it's again going back to the planning. Plan your project as best you abs- as you absolutely can. I mean, surrounding yourself with like-minded people who you know who care about your project and you know also know what they're doing they know their jobs they know what they need to do that makes your job as a director so much easier having actors that you don't have to explain everything to and have you know can think on their feet and improvise and hiring those kinds of people it makes your job 50 percent easier like it, it really lifts the weight it should be a fun process too obviously so i mean It's a case of just kind of going for it, really, having fun, kind of not looking back in a way. I mean, it also helps, I mean, like I say, again, from a director's standpoint, it also helps to know, like, the other departments a little bit. So knowing a little bit about lighting, uh, knowing a little bit about VFX helps as well. Not saying I'm a huge, I really, I don't like to use VFX too much. um, And I'm not really that great at doing it. But I know enough about it that if we have to shoot something I, I, can, I could figure out a way to shoot that. So knowing a little bit about those sort of departments, how to light things, even though we have a cinematographer for that, it does help, you know. So you kind of, I guess as a director, have to be kind of a jack of all trades and master of none. Now, we have a, a question here that we like to ask everybody. It's something Paul and I discuss often for some is, reason. Is this, the, is this the shaved cat thing? Yeah. Yep. yeah. What, what, what is your opinion on hairless cats? I, I, I can't stand them, to be honest. I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Uh, I know you guys are divided on this. Uh, there's, like, somebody around the corner from me has, like, three of the things, right? So every day I leave the house, I freaking see them. They're, like, always up in the window. And they freak me out a little bit. And I'm not really a cat person anyway, so it kind of makes it even worse for me. Like, 
So you, I don't know, you know. You, you walk by and there's three gremlins staring at you from the window. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I never put that together. You know, I I love the movie Gremlins, and um, you know, hairless cats do kind of look like gremlins with the with the ears and the the facial. It structure. is the ears, right? It's the ears, definitely. Yeah, explains your weird like obsession with them. It it does. I, mean, <laughs> I have I have a little stuffed gizmo and. You know, actually, that that was my first dog's name was Gizmo after you know the Mogwai from Gremlins. So I, I think I think we found out why I have such a such a great love for hairless cats. Yeah, uh, mystery solved. You know, we also there there used to be a Warner Brothers store at the the mall near our house, and um, inside the Warner Brothers store they had the Gremlins from Gremlins Two, like the Spider Gremlin and the one in the suit, and like all the different ones were all like hidden around the store like watching you and i always loved finding them nice so in reality you've just wanted a pet gremlin all this time it has very little to do with actual hairless cats i'm i'm exactly <laughs> that that's we we've solved it could you tell us a little bit about projects that your company is currently working on yeah so we've got a project we're working on right now we're, we're sort of well into sort of pre-production on it called For Her. We're actually crowdfunding it at the moment. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that. I, I can't give too much away because we've got a script that has kind of a twist and it. it really does rely on that quite heavily. But it's if I had to describe it, it's really kind of a, a drama horror. Um, the closest thing I can think to describe it to would be um, the movie Audition in a way. There, I guess it's the only film I can think of that's similar enough to it in the sort of the first two thirds are sort of a romantic drama almost and the last kind of third of the film is is very horror based um and again i can't tell you necessarily what that is because i'd be giving too much away but um it's about this couple jonathan and elizabeth very much in love uh and essentially elizabeth becomes very ill and Jonathan has to go to great lengths to keep her alive and to, uh, yeah, it's all about the lengths he'll go to, essentially. Again, we, it's, it's a hard film to talk about because you have to talk around the twist, so it's sort of, there's only so much I can give away. But like I said, we're crowdfunding that at the moment. Uh, we've got an Indiegogo campaign on that is at igg.me forward slash at forward slash for her film if you want to check that out but basically yeah we've got loads of cool little perks as well we'll give you know you can get your name in the credits for the price of a really expensive cup of coffee um you know things like that there's t-shirts there's posters we've got dvds and blu-rays and signed kiddies and stuff like that it's worth a look i mean you know like i said with run we didn't hit our target as much as we'd like to and with this one we're off to a slow start but then it is you know middle of january everyone's kind of spent out from christmas so it's hardly surprising but um either way we're going to get this film made and it is going to be a lot of fun and i look forward to kind of sharing it with everybody because again talking around what the film actually is and what the twist is is quite it can be quite annoying, but it's just one of those things I have to put up with. Other than that, I mean, we have a couple of music videos that we're looking to do. We're not sure quite how we're going to schedule those in. Um, again, nothing set in stone there. Uh, we have a sequel to run that we've already announced that we're going to do, and it's called Hide. And it's going to be very different in a way that we've, we're following the same character, Suzanne, and what's happening to her. Um, as a result of what happens in Run. 
again, can't talk too much about that, but we've got some pretty crazy ideas. I don't know how we're going to shoot half of it because willing to bet the budget's going to be quite low and we're not going to have them half the money to do the things we want to do, but we'll find a way to do it. And if it works out the way we want it to, it's going to be something really, really cool. But other than that, yeah, I mean, loads of little projects we're kind of working on here and there. Some stuff's kind of definitely going to happen and some stuff's just kind of uh, not set in stone yet, but there's plenty more to come. Where can we follow you to learn more about your company and your future projects? Facebook and Twitter, probably the best places. So facebook.com forward slash viral films UK and Twitter again at viral films UK or again, my own Twitter will be at Daniel M Young. Um, Other than that, yeah, you can, you can check us out on YouTube again, just to search for viral films UK. Uh, That'll bring up a channel with all our films and stuff on it. There's not much on there. Like I said, Ronnie is probably the, the most sort of, professional thing we've done it's a full production so uh, there is more to come in the future so please head over if you like what you see subscribe uh, and that way anything we do release is going to be you know it's going to come your way but um yeah i think facebook and twitter are probably the best places to keep an eye on us sounds like it's going to be a fine upcoming year i would hope so yeah we, we got a lot planned and we're not 100 percent sure on exactly how things are going to pan out at the moment we are mainly concentrating on on this new film for her um and like i said trying to get that funded uh we're hoping to shoot that in april so fingers crossed we get the we get the budget to come come through and we can actually do that um and we're right in the middle of casting as well we've had something like 180 applicants so far and we've whittled it down to like 11 people that we're really interested in working with. So uh, in the next week or two, we're actually going to be holding proper auditions and kind of hopefully we'll be able to announce the cast list on the Indiegogo page soon. And again, just keep adding more and more information as it happens. And fingers crossed, uh, we actually get to sort of hit our campaign target on this one. Very cool. So there you have it, folks. Run, a short horror film that any horror fan should check out. You can watch it on the Viral Films UK YouTube page. Also, make sure to check out all their other films and support their new project for her on their Indiegogo page. Dan, thank you for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. No, thank you for having me. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different B-movie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another B-movie interview. We are the B-movie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs>